What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. He never let a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see? Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe. I am a golden god! Adam Kay, the brewmeister. I get more action in a week than you've had your entire life. And the lovely Lady M. I just feel like... I'm excited, and I feel relaxed, and I'm ready to party! Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Good morning. Good morning. What are you up to this morning? Um, I am actually going to a pool party right after this. Oh. Yes. So I am in my fine bathing suit. I yeah. That's what you were relaxed. showing me earlier? I was showing you my bikini. Oh. Bikini? Okay. I'm trying to give him all the action he's going to get this year. Pretty much. Yeah. He got more action last week. What's your intro saying? Uh, I get more action in one week than you get all year. Yes. That's what he claims. Yeah. I don't claim that at all. Somebody <laughs> else wrote that, and it has nothing to do with me whatsoever. Where's the pool party? Um, some uh, city side, something up in West Palm. Whose party is uh, it? All my friends, uh, Northwood, all the girls, Swedes are back. Oh, the Swedes. Visiting for, uh, yeah, Emily Lindstrom, Team all the girls, Sweden. Team Sweden. So uh, they're all in town. Northwood's graduation is next week. So, so there's going to be a bunch of Swedish women in bikinis. Uh, pretty much. Thanks for the it's, invitation. It's pretty much going to be awesome. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, sorry. You want to come? I don't want a pity invitation. <laughs> you wouldn't come anyways. A bunch of Swedes in a pool? Sure. <laughs> With punch. I'm married. I'm not dead. <laughs> All right, next time. I won't even ask what you're doing because I know it's going to be boring and unexciting. Uh, I'm doing laundry. There you go. Yeah, pretty simple. Exciting. Yeah. Are you going to be here tonight? I have to be. <laughs> yeah. He has to be. He has to be here. You don't want to be here? Yeah. How does he work with us? I it, it doesn't. You know what? But he did say that he was getting his suit pressed. And I had my pants done. His pants done. And I got to go home and iron my shirt, make sure my jacket's all pressed out. I was told I had to dress to the nines tonight. I'm I wearing th- a Reebok shirt. <laughs> I was told I had to show up and look fancy schmancy. Who told him that? You? Are you messing with him? No, I think he should. I think he needs to step it up a little bit. <laughs> You gonna wear a suit tonight? Uh, I was not gonna go with the tie, but we're gonna go with the un the sport uh, jacket. Sport, the sport jacket. jacket, kind of like a little kerchief. Uh, well, yeah, well if, depending on what shirt I go with, because I've got a couple different ones that'll go with it. I think so. that you'll look fantastic. I can't wait to see. Are you it. gonna be here tonight, John? Yeah, yeah. You gotta take a picture of this. 
one year anniversary party for anybody here yes. that doesn't know. The world famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar, one year anniversary tonight, starts at 8 p.m., kicking off with uh, 10 p.m. Uh, visitation by uh, DJ Adam Lipson. Yep. Which means nothing to me. <laughs> It means nothing I'm, to you. I'm too old to know who he's, DJ Adam Lipson yeah, is. Yeah, he's he's a well-known DJ in the West Palm, Palm Beach County I don't area. Really, I, I don't understand the concepts of well-known DJs. I, I when don't I grew either. up, DJs were just guys who made part-time money on the weekend at bar mitzvahs. Yeah, or, that's what yeah, I thought, too. How do you too? become a well-known DJ? I don't know, man. We'll, we'll find out. We'll see if he's tonight, what kind of following. I, I don't get it either, because apparently there's all these DJs that are like big in like the Netherlands and Germany. And they, they make, like group they make, stuff. They make millions upon millions and millions of dollars a year, and they're putting it all over Facebook. Playing Instagram music. And stuff. Yeah. And they but put like, they're not even like singing. They have like a, a, a CD or like a, a track or your, all of your iTunes. And I think they just do play. So I just want to get this straight. <laughs> they don't make music. They don't uh, sing. No, I think they. I think some of them do make music. Like they. I they, think they take they, other people's they music. They take beats. No, they make beats. I think beats. they do what. I think they do what uh, Pharrell does. And, they make beats. Um, you know those other guys like Flowrider. They put different things together and create they make this. A, and a beautiful. People think that's creating music now. Beats. Well, I am going to experience the awesomeness of DJ Adam Lipson tonight. See what I've been missing out. Can't wait. As always on Kiss My Ash Radio, we like to give away great stuff. And if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, we uh, post a social media word every Friday. And if you hear that word be the 10th caller, you will win a five-pack of Matilde cigars. And in fact, uh, the Brewmeister and myself have lighted up a Corona today. And we'll tell you about how the cigar is smoking throughout the show. I'll tell you what, it's got a gorgeous wrapper. Mm-hmm. Nice-looking oh, wrapper absolutely. on the cigar. And, um, you know, this is the new creation by the Sejas family. With uh, the patriarch Jose Sejas, and we'll get into the beef and potatoes of that in our Meet Your Maker segment. But so far, nice, medium, tasty start. It's got a little bit of the spiciness on the head. Not heavy, though. Not heavy yeah. at all, so it's almost on that verge of just about lunch to breakfast, so it's almost got yeah. that perfect little balance to it. I can't remember. What was it we smoked last week that kind of had us on tilt? We couldn't... The Fuente. The Casa Oh, yeah. Us. Had us on tilt way too early in the morning, but this is actually uh, fitting right, and it's burning beautifully. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So we'll be talking more about that in our Meet Your Maker segment. But if you hear our social media word, uh, give us a call. Be the 10th caller, and you will win a five-pack of these cigars and be, uh, get your chance to try them for free. Also, Zycar, lighters and cutters made for life, guaranteed. Uh, fine folks at Zycar give away a great prize every week to our listeners on Kiss My Ash Radio. Lady M, what are the fine folks at Zycar giving away today? This week, when you are the 10th caller after hearing this sound... You are going to get a Zycar Pulsar lighter. It's a triple flame lighter. comes with a punch, large fuel window. Um, That's large a new push. lighter. It's, it's actually, um, and this is the G2, so it's like the platinum color. Um, it's a $100 lighter, so it's beautiful wow. lighter. That's a value. new model. I haven't seen that one before. Have you? Uh, that one came out at the 2012 trade show. Oh, not that new. Yeah. Not that new. But it came it's out with a the beautiful Vitaras. lighter. So. came out with the Vitaras as well. Be the 10th caller. I haven't seen that model lighter. Now, it's new to me, but it's a $100 lighter. It's beautiful, so be the 10th caller, and you'll win that lighter. Courtesy of the fine folks at Zycar. Um, talking about our juicing program. Uh, Mikey V finished his program. He did. Did very, very he well. That's great. I've kind of plateaued, but I've kind of faltered, been off, you know. You know, here's what I've noticed about this juice program. You can't really say I'm going to have a meal here and there because it just doesn't work. Right. I think it's the chemistry of the whole thing day in and day out. You know, like, I mean, we had what? A lettuce wrap sandwich the other day. We had day, a lettuce wrap I. sandwich like, I, the other day. You know, ever since my daughter's birthday, I've kind of snuck a few meals here and there. 
But like, even if you have like one meal every other day, it just the results don't seem to work. Um, yeah, I just I don't think that you're gonna see what you what you would if you did just juice. But also, you gotta remember you've been on this for almost 50 days. Well, I tell you what, the problem has now really not become so much of, of avoiding eating the food. I can't tolerate the juice anymore. Right. I mean, on any level. Right. I mean, you, we used to get that six cleanse juice. Yeah. And I used to like all of them but one. Remember the number four? Yeah. Now I can't stand all of them except one. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just become brutal. I, I got to drink like medicine. But I wanted to lose I wanted, I wanted to lose at least 80 pounds on this program. Right. I'm down to 57. Right. So I'm committing a straight juice pass from here to the poker tournament. Oh, Seven. so oh, okay. uh, that'll be 20, that's another days. It's another 20, well, 18, days. 18, 19 days. It's because today's the 26th. It's yeah. the there's 30 days in April, 17. It's about 20 days. Okay, yeah, Adam. About 20 days. Okay. It's about 20 days. Yeah. I'm committing the straight juice pass for 20 days. I know I could do it because I did it already, mm-hmm. and uh, I hope to break 80 pounds. So I, I think, break 80 pounds. I, I, I will have accomplished a good enough goal, in my opinion. I think that's fantastic. I will do it with you again. You didn't do it with me the first time. Yeah, but I supported you. You were eating pizzas. Bullshit. Whoop, drop, (laughs) and drop. I sat here for the first two weeks, and I only juiced during the the day. Yes, I went home, but I'm saying I supported you. No, listen, I I can't. I can't believe you're going to say that right now. She's going to cry. I juiced every day for two and a half weeks. Every day, sitting at that table with you. Lady M was my number one supporter. Always made sure I had juice. Stayed on top of me. Kept me motivated. Bought me the calendar. I and apo- juice with you. And juice with you. <laughs> I apologize. I'll have one a day. But I bet you money I can make her cry with two words. No. Oh, two I, words. No, no, no. Two I'm words not, or less. I'm not no, taking that bet. bet. No, no, no way. I don't want to do it. Not taking that bet. Because I know no, it's a Two words or less. Anybody out in the crowd thinks I can make her cry with two words or less? <laughs> you guys doubt me or think it can happen? Two words. Ready? I got a few minutes. Ready? John Legend. <laughs> no, it's not going to work. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to cry. Just think about John no, Legend. No. 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 Oh, you're on the verge. No, I'm not. No, I'm it, not. I'm not going to so cry. Not. I have true. to hear the song if you want to make me cry. What song is it? All of Me. Oh, oh, oh. All of Me by John Legend. <laughs> John, Down the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> Down the aisle. It's gonna be my wedding song. Ava and I so really quick. I, she's ruined the song for me. She cries every time she hears it. Like no, it's cries. It's gonna be my wedding song. It's so bad. I love it. Song, yeah. mm. so I love it. By John Legend. Maybe it's return, so return for the next song. Speaking of which, up ahead we have uh, our monthly dose of smoke screens. Yes. Lady and I my removed, uh, reviewed a movie, uh, which she cried three times during the movie, <laughs> literally. Um, I'm an emotional train wreck. Pathetic. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna talk to uh, talk to you about. I forgot the name. Uh, Transcendence. Transcendence. That's how great it was. Transcendence. We'll tell you about the movie Transcendence, whether or not you should actually spend any of your money seeing it or not. Uh, Fantasy for Mari results up ahead. And uh, we're going to talk with uh, Enrique Sejas, son of uh, legendary uh, tobacco Jose Sejas, in our Meet Your Maker segment. So don't go anywhere. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAssRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. 
For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Are you tired of all the new cigars coming out? If so, forget all the new flavors of the week and return to a consistent classic. Casa Magna, ranked the number one cigar of the year by Cigar Aficionado in 2008, Casa Magna delivers the same rich, bold flavors year after year, and always at an affordable price. So the next time you walk into the humidor and feel overwhelmed by all the new brands you've never heard of, just grab a Casa Magna and rest assured you've made the right decision. Casa Magna, taste delivered day after day, year after year. Honest Abe here, and today's cigar consumer always seems to be asking me, what's the latest new cigar? Regretfully, many times what is new is not what is best. Sometimes you gotta go old school when you want a great smoke. Hoy de Nicaragua Antonio 1970 is just such a cigar. It is the original Nicaraguan Puro and been handcrafted at the very same factory for over four decades and is always a delicious, strong-as-ball smoking experience. There's a reason why Hoya de Nicaragua has been a favorite for 40-plus years. It's Viva Delicioso, baby. This is Dan Tian from El Tiante Cigars, and I made Lady M cry. <laughs> it's no secret. There's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight. Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings. For the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smokers' Rights page at thecigarstation.com. Lovers of full-body cigars are in for an awesome treat. Monte from Monte Cristo, a bold modern cigar, uniquely crafted with not one, but two binders. A robust Corojo binder is paired with a spicy Olor binder. The two binders add strength and complexity for an unbelievably flavorful smoke. A dark Ecuadorian wrapper gives the Monte even more punch, ensuring a knockout experience. Double binder, amazing flavor, great price. That's Monte. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back. Uh, honest Abe here with my gang, Adam K. and the teary-eyed lady. Uh, no, it's my contacts. My Obviously. Contacts. Always blame it on that. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's, That's your song. That is my song. That is your That's song. All right. Let's do Fantasy Fumare Update. I love that music. It makes me feel like Chris Berman. It kind of, seconds. it makes me think of Mike Dixon. Like, I want to, like, be like, boom, boom. All right. Round two in the West. Uh, wow. Another demolition. The Red Lions with team of Flor de las Antillas Toro 
La Polina Classic Robusto and Nub Habano 460 decimated by about 10 times the score, Cigar Sexy, made up of Camacho Legend Bertha, Monte Cristo White Label, and La Roar 107. So Red Lion advances to round three. Also in the semifinals in the West, we have Fat, Drunk, and Stupid, who also decimated Padron, my skinny ash, crushed him. Fat, Drunk, and Stupid, whose team is made up of Illusion Rothschilds, Oliva Connecticut Toro, and Black Market Robusto. They, uh, they've advanced to the semifinals. So the Red Lions and Fat, Drunk, and Stupid will square away with the results two weeks from now. I tell you, the season's like not too many close calls. There's like decimations going on here. Well, it, it all depends on uh, some people's back orders occasionally. Hmm. Interesting things happen. Well, I mean, look, I mean, Fat, Drunk, and Stupid uh, had a ma- I mean, major back that one. Yeah, look at that one. I'm telling you, some decimations going on here. Let's go on to the East. <laughs> East, round two, Long Ashes versus King of New York. This one was a low-scoring game. Long Ashes is about doubling the points, advancing to round three with a team of Aging Room, uh, Rocky Patel Royale, and Christoph CDP. Uh, also in the East, in the quarterfinals, we have Patel's Posse versus Cigar Fishery. This one was both a high-scoring game, but Patel, uh, Cigar Fishery edged out with only one cigar scoring all the points. Holy cow. We'll let him try to figure out which cigar that was. But Cigar Fishery edges out, and it's Cigar Fishery versus Long Ashes in the East, and Red Lions versus Fat, Drunk, and Stupid in the West. Uh, it should turn out, I mean, I tell you, the underdog here is looking like Long Ashes. Mm-hmm. What I mean, look, Long Ashes in round two did about, what, 20% of mm-hmm. the score they did in round one and still managed to tweak on through. I tell you, what happened there? Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, it really is It really is something. I mean, I'm looking here. Did we? Did one of these cigars go on back order? Is that what happened? Um, no. Wow. Well, this should be an interesting round. Stay tuned. Uh, if you want to see your brackets and more information, visit www.kissmyashradio.com. Click on Fantasy Fumare. All the information is uh, up on there. And uh, good luck to our semifinalists. Now, time for a special segment with Adam K. I'm still mad I don't have an intro. You don't deserve an intro. <laughs> Adam wants an intro. Everybody else gets an intro. Because everyone else is special. Ooh, so you're saying I'm not special. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple interesting things happened for new in the humidor, the La Polina Mr. Sam. For those of you who don't know, the Mr. Sam was a 10-count Robusto limited release done from the La Polina people to honor Bill Paley's father, Samuel Paley. It was a, an extremely limited edition. was available in 10-count boxes. It was so limited edition, we didn't even know about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, I remember walking to trade show floor and getting texts mm-hmm. from the rep at that time. It was no longer there. But saying, so-and-so, Mr. Sam, there's only 100 boxes left. I mean, nothing about it. I'm like, all right, well, send me 30. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, on a whim. And what a phenomenal cigar that cigar turned out to be. It became my favorite cigar of last year. Wow, it was and, solid. And now uh, Bill has taken the reins, and he's decided it did so well, he's made it into a full regular production cigar. It now comes in 20-count boxes. It now has three sizes, the original Robusto, a Corona, and a Toro size. I haven't had a chance to try one of the new ones. Have you? I got one at the TAA from Bill himself Do in you- the Toro. Do 
you it, do you think it's the same blend? Does it feel like it's the same blend to you? I have. Because I'm always auspicious when they do stuff like this. I was completely auspicious, auspicious as well. You like that word? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she doesn't like that. Not word. even going back. Uh, I was concerned as well that you know it could, especially with the 20 count boxes and putting it in different sizes, the blend wouldn't have the same consistency, and the profile might change. But it, it, they didn't. The thing is, they didn't use rare or hard to find tobaccos for the original blend. They just kind of put this together, and there's a thing I'm not allowed to say about what it was that Bill told me yeah. about about what they did and why they were making it, but. It's something that worked, and so they were able to get more of are it and keep it worked out. Are those rolled here in Miami they, amongst those the are, Teton de Bronze factory? They are made in the El Teton de So Bronze. that's another limiting factor right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. That's another thing. However, they're going to be able to put out a good production of it, and I think they're going to be able to average like 1000 a month from what he said, so they will be able to keep up with production. We fortunately still have some original releases in our vintage room here mm-hmm. at the Casa de Cristo, so I'm actually, I think I might take two home this weekend just to see the difference between a year ago and the one now. Absolutely. And the fun thing is, you know, they've got the different sizes. So, I mean, if it, the original Robusto isn't your great profile, I mean, check it out. I mean, I smoked the Toro. It was still a very, very good cigar. Um, I didn't have enough. My, my palate might have been a little ruined because of the TAA and everything else that was going on at that time. But it was still a good cigar. It had a great profile to it. And well, we know you were sober. Absolutely, as everyone has been known to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other great things that came in, the Matildes, which we are going to talk about in the next few minutes, which we are now smoking. Really come along, I'm telling you, for a Corona, because I like a smoked cigar, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I find the Lanceros or Coronas or Petit Coronas, I just don't get enough smoke out of them. This one's really produced a lot of volume. Absolutely. Uh, Other things, the limited edition LaFleur TAA for 2014. For those of you who are big ring gauge fans, this is a 7x70. Uh, that is now available in a limited 20 count, 24 count boxes. Very, very big 770. Hey, lady, the great people at Lafleur. A seven by 70, of She's course. Mm-hmm. To go along with those big sizes, the Ortega Heavy Duties have now come onto market. Wasn't he a rapper? Yeah, uh, Heavy D. Yes. Heavy D. Uh, now that we found time. love, yeah, what are we going to do? My time. No with it. Marky it Mark. Oh, Marky Mark. Yeah. Vanilla Ice. <sighs> Wow. Wasn't that him, Marky Mark? No. It was just Heavy D, Heavy D and the Boys was the name of the band. Heavy D and the wasn't Boys. Wasn't Marky Mark part of what we found love? What are we going to do no, with No. Marky Mark was Marky Mark and the Funky oh, Bunch. Oh, here they are. Look at them. But what did Marky Mark sing? Didn't he have some... Oh, uh, that's good just vibration. good vibration. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it was that same almost sound. I, I, it, was, it was in the same timeline yes, in okay, like the late vibrations. 80s, early 90s kind of a thing. Oh, gotcha. Good. That, that was Marky Mark. That one. Yes. I do know that song. You know who his brother was, right? Uh, Marky... Marky Fark? Is that <laughs> what you're going to say? No, I was going to try to be funny. His brother was New Kids on the Block. Oh. Marky Water. Mark didn't make the cut. No, I gotcha. Cool. And actually, Marky Mark came before the New Kids on the Block. Did they? Yes. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch was before, and then Donnie they joined up like, with New Kids like on the a Block. One-hit wonder. The New Kids on the Block? No, oh. Marky Mark. They yes. never had anything. I, I oh no, no, they didn't really That's do it. anything. He had else. that one hit, and thank God he made a movie career. Yeah. Well, he the problem. There's a well. I could go on oh, and on Mark for this. Oh, Mark Wahlberg is Marky Mark. Yeah. Thank God for Google, man. How do we just survive? I don't know. But Listen. 
This happens on a this happens on a regular basis. We'll be having a conversation, and I don't know what she's doing. She's behind her laptop, but she's googling what we're talking about. I got it. Oh, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay, I'm so much. I'm so happy that he's actually an actor and not a rapper, whatever he is. Oh my god. Like, look at his rapping like photos. Like, he looks ridiculous. You know, he got famous when he made the underwear commercial. That's when he really yeah, like, got a lot of notoriety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put him on the map. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch did the video. He did the whole video shirtless, which then led to the Calvin Klein ads, which then led to the Marky Mark workout videos. And there was we, Marky Mark workout? Yeah. Are you like a Marky Mark like fan? I'm a 90s aficionado with I mean, random knowledge. Listen, I knew about everything you just said other than the workout videos. It, there was a thing. Did I you watched, like buy some DVDs when you were working out with Marky Mark? No, I watched the Behind the Music one time. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's hilarious. Marky Mark. I didn't know that he had So after the, after the workout DVDs, what was his first movie? Oh, man. Now you're really going to... I imagine uh, it had to be terrible. It probably was. There was a couple of off years, and I don't know. We'd have to IMDb Only at my Ash Radio, we get a tangent about Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, also, there's a new Viaje, of course. This is like everything else. I'm least to look at the Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg pictures. Yeah, I'm going to shut it down, yeah. <laughs> She's found new fodder for the... <laughs> <laughs> That's Marky Mark. Oh, my uh, God. The Viaje trifecta is a... A set of Lanceros in three different wrappers available in a 10 count, three 10 counts for 30 total cigars, uh, Platino, Oro, and platina, uh, Plata. It's one box with 30 cigars? 30 cigars, three different wrappers, three 10 counts, all Lanceros. Can they make it any more consumer, like, anti... Uh... Buy a box? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, the Exclusivo Corona Gorda is another new one. However, now in the other limited things that come back occasionally, the Zombie Super Shot, which came out last year, is now back again for those of you in the short uh, big it like gauge. Shotgun, a box of shotgun box shells. Of sh- box of shotgun shells and the zombie with the zombie face on the box. I was walking by the store and I saw them. I'm like, what are these cigars? I never really actually realized the Super Shots actually came in. Like wow. Okay. Shot. Thanks to Colin for IMDBing. IMDb-ing. Marky Mark's fir- first film was Renaissance Man in 1994, directed by Penny Marshall. Wow, Renaissance Man. I actually remember that movie. Huh, there you go. Thank you for Colin. Thank you, Colin. And uh, that's for what's new in the humidor. Well, up ahead, week. we have our Meet Your Maker segment. We're going to talk about this Matilda cigar we're smoking here, Enrique Cejas. And after that, Smoke Screens, a very interesting review of the movie Transcendence. Yes, sir. And lady, I'm myself, so don't go anywhere. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Kizano cigars are manufactured in the Dominican Republic using only the finest of hand-selected tobaccos that have been aged to perfection. Their cigars have been rated in the 90s by Cigar Aficionado and chosen as best of the best by the Rob Report. From the Kizano 18-paired LXI Habano Sungrown 59 Cameroon to their economically priced bundles, every step has been taken to ensure the finest quality tobaccos and utmost craftsmanship. Kizano cigars. Discover what a fine cigar should be. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series B Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. 
Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. This is Eric Espinosa, Lady M, a 7x70 the whole way. I'm impressed. <laughs> you know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today at all smoking locations. In their Miami factory, Casa Fernandez makes the finest limited quantity cigars with Class 7 Cuban Master Rollers. Made in the USA in the Cuban tradition. The chocolate bar, the Casa Fernandez Reserva Maduro Corona Extra 5x46 was a big hit at the 2013 IPCPR. The Miami-made Reserva Maduro was blended by our world-renowned Arsenio Ramos, proudly made in the U.S. with the world's best rollers and Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaves of tobacco. Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. Welcome back to Kiss My Ass Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back. Pop any of this or Kiss My Ash Radio. Honest Abe here with my gang, Adam K, and the biggest Marky Mark fan in the universe, the lovely lady. So what's your favorite Mark Wahlberg film? Uh, I don't even know. I, I don't know. Like, I've seen Mark Wahlberg films. I actually like that one when he was doing the workout, the newest one. He's doing, he was running Oh, that was based on was, a true story. Yeah, Pain the one out of oh, the drug dealers. And, what whack jobs those guys were. Yeah. That yeah, I actually like that. Yeah. yeah, that was Miami. I forget what it was called. Pain and Gain. Pain and Gain. Yes. Oh, with with the Rock and everything. Yeah, I, I like that movie. True story. Yeah. Oh, that was insane. I liked him in Italian Job. I liked him in. I liked that smuggling movie he just did, where he was a smuggler and his mm. brother. Contraband. Yes, I think that was it. Yeah, he, you know, he's solid. You know, he seems to have the same character in every movie, but he's solid. He's I like that character. Well, you can't yeah. say he was the same character in The Fighter. Oh no. Yeah. That was great. That was a true story, too. Absolutely. With uh, Christian Bale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know that house where the mom knocks on the door where he's doing the crack? That was the actual the... house. That was the actual house in yeah. real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Good stuff here. Uh, we're going to take a quick call, I guess, before we hit our Meet Your Maker segment. we got Pete Hernandez on the line. <coughs> Pedro Martin. My man. How you doing, man? How you doing, Skinny? Oh, man. Doing really well. We're about to juice right now. <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, we're, uh, we're gonna get, we got, don't got a lot of time here. How you been? Are you solid? How much weight have you dropped? Yes, yes. No, I haven't, uh, haven't gained any weight. I'm down about 25 pounds. Good for you. And, uh, and it's awesome, man. It's awesome. 
You feel good, though, don't I'm you? Good. I feel fantastic, absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. I, I, I hear you. How about uh, you, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I like, we talked a little bit about beginning the show. I plateaued here and kind of solidified. I've been like at 57 pounds, but my goal is to hit 80. So I'm, I'm going to go straight through juicing from here to the to the smoking series of poker. Wow, man! When is that? Uh, Mar- May 17th. And for all May you poker 17th. players out there who are interested, just visit www.smokeinseriesofpoker.com. Well, listen, Pete, we're going to see you there at the smoking series of poker. Keep up the yes, good work, sir. and hopefully you lose another 10 pounds before then. That's it, man. Thank you very much. Take Good care, talking Pedro. to you guys. You mm-hmm. too, pal. All right. Every week we invite a very special guest to be on Kiss My Radio on what I consider to be my favorite part of the show. Me, your maker. Attention, please. The smoking light has been turned on. Today, for our Me, Your Maker segment, we have Enrique Sejas, son of Jose Sejas, from Matilde Cigars, thank you for joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely, our pleasure here. Um, your father, obviously big shoes, legend in the industry. I mean, how many years has he been in the tobacco industry? This is going to be his 40th year. 40th year, and basically helped blend some of the biggest brands that have existed in, in you know the market today. That's correct. Uh, That's so correct. Um, he, I guess, thought he was going to retire a few years ago and decided to uh, start a company up, which you guys have called Matilda. That's correct. That's correct. Tell us a little bit about uh, where the name Matilda came from. Well, basically, um, when Dad left uh, the company, our trademark name, Sejas, is with Altidus still, and we were looking... Um, they had a brand, Sejas. Yeah, they yeah, had a brand right. name, Sejas Signature. Brand. Yes, which is a great cigar. Yeah, and the brand's still out there. It's a very good cigar. It's a, but we couldn't use our brand name, our last name, because it was the brand of Sejas Signature Cigar. So it was either creating a brand from scratch or reviving something. Um, we went with a latter one, which was reviving something. Uh, we had a historian look for uh, different brands in Dominican Republic that were not on the market anymore. And we came along this brand called La Matilde. It was a tobacco uh, company uh, that made cigars, tobacco, worked with it everything. It sounds better when you say it than when I say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does. La Matilde. La Matilde. You got like it. Yeah. Yeah. Roll it off the tongue. Well, basically, uh, it was a brand uh, founded in 1876 by a man called Simeo Mencias. And uh, we decided to um, go with uh, Matilde. We like the name, and we decided to go with that brand. Our first line is called uh, Renacer, which is Rebirth. We thought it was suitable uh, to name our first line Rebirth. Very much because so. it's the rebirth of this brand, La Matilde, and what we like to call the rebirth of... Uh, my father in the new manufacturing and blending, uh, working in this very small factory. We have uh, 12 teams and uh, basically working at his way. Wow. Yeah. You know, since you brought up that it was started in 1876, I mean, how much more of the history do you guys have now on the original La Matilde name? We have a lot, actually. We had the historian look about uh, everything there was to do with La Matilde. Started in 1876. Uh, unfortunately, the brand died about 1913. Este, but we actually saw the buildings are still standing. You can see all the signs of the buildings and everything. Really? We're wow. trying to get a window, which still says La Matilde, wow. to get in our factory. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Now, your father worked basically, you didn't work with your father during his many years with Altidus USA. What were you doing at the time? Well, I was basically studying. I worked a little bit uh, with my uncle in Lumber. Um, I worked with my father about a year and a half before he left Altidus. Oh, with Altidus? Yes. Start at the factory at the Casa de Campo? Yes. I did a little little kind of an internship when I was getting in. I had the opportunity to come to see the market. Uh, I worked with my father at the factory. 
I was able to see the tobacco fields and go to Mexico to tobacco plantations as well. So during that process, uh, my dad started retiring, and uh, when he retired from Altadis, I retired with him. Now, were you, did you always have a passion for cigars, or was this something because it was in the family you felt like, you know, you need to follow in your father's footsteps, or, you know, was this another career that you were kind of driven to go towards, or was it always cigars? Oh, I always liked cigars. Yeah. I always liked cigars. Uh, I grew up in the factory. I, you know, I remember as a kid, I was, you know, running around the factory, seeing tobacco, looking at my dad making tobacco and everything. Working with the cigars. Yeah. Um, so you knew you you knew you were destined to work in the cigar industry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've always wanted to do it. I always wanted to do it. Um, when I finished my master's up in Rochester, I uh, basically decided to come down and start working with Altidus with my dad when my dad was at the time. Cool. Yeah. Enrique, what is exactly the, your role in in the company? I mean, obviously everybody knows what your father has been doing for years. Do you do you work with him on the blends? Uh, are you overseeing the marketing? Are you you know, I'm working. I'm working with the marketing, with the sales, most sales. of it. Um, at the moment, I actually want to get into the blending process. And my brother's full time at the factory now with my father. So when I come back, I always like to see what they're doing. I want to get into the blending process because it's something I like a lot. Is to seeing how each tobacco blends with you know one another and what can actually come out of these uh, components. Gonna start playing with it eventually. Yeah. Experimenting. That's, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Um, so my end goal would be a be Two weeks on the road, um, marketing and sales, and then two weeks at the factory working with the blending and the manufacturing. All right, so tell us a little bit about the cigar that we're smoking now, because I, I tell you what, I'm really thoroughly enjoying this. It's not a mild cigar, but it's not overwhelming where it's too much for me this morning. It's, I find it to be very tasty. This Corona is producing volumes of smoke, which is I love. Uh, I mean, this wrapper is just gorgeous. So tell us about this cigar and how you guys came up with it. Well, when um, we started the project, the first thing was uh, actually outsourcing the tobacco. Este, Dad, for his first time, was able to go out to each of the producers, uh, try his tobacco, and actually get what he was looking for. So you guys don't have your own farms. You're buying tobacco. Yes, we are buying okay. tobacco. We are buying tobacco. Este, so we went on into getting the tobacco, and we started the blending process. Uh, the blending process took about eight months. Uh, eight months for the first try. Eight months for the first blend. To what you're smoking route from the beginning to the end to what you're smoking now, okay. which is our blend 8.1. Well, I want to I want to talk a little bit about more what transcended through those eight months right after this. Kiss my ash radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. With the launch of the Siri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Siri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 4.5 by 48 number 6 to the newly released 6 by 60. Available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Siri D today. Ortega cigars, classic cigar sizes for classic smokers. Smokers older than you. 
In the Dominican Republic, few names draw on a history or heritage as rich as Guillermo Leon. Guillermo Leon is a brand with roots running back to the founding of the Laurora brand in 1903 by Eduardo Leon Jimenez. For over 100 years, the Laurora company has grown the tobacco used in all of their fine cigars and owned the factories producing every stick. This complete vertical control of production and quality has resulted in the outstanding Guillermo Leon Signature Series cigars, awarded a 93 rating by Cigar Aficionado magazine. Experience a little bit of rich Dominican history. Enjoy a Guillermo Leon signature today. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Serie R, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year, and Rob reports best of the best honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest smoking location. Hi, I'm Petra de Babna. My dad's the Cigar King, which makes me the Cigar Princess. And you're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. The lovely lady I'm here. I want to invite you to join me and the girls of Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge inside the prestigious PGA National Resort. Four. Enjoy your favorite cigar while relaxed in a comfortable lounge setting of plush leather chairs and flat screen TVs. Open daily and late night, Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge has a full walk-in humidor, full liquor service, and complimentary valet services provided. For more information on Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge at the PGA National Resort, visit www.smokein.com. Smoke In, continuing the cigar journey like no other. Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand, created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American-Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at fine tobacconists. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Sitting here with Enrique Cejas from Matilda Cigars, their new uh, company uh, headed by uh, Master Tabacero Jose Cejas, 40 years in the industry, who basically blended some of the biggest brands you ever knew, like Monte Cristo, Romeo and Julieta, H. Upman, Cejas Signature, 
So um, we got uh, Enrique, which once again, thank you for joining us on our show. Uh, we know Saturdays are tough. Usually it's a time of relaxation. So we really appreciate you coming down here to Casa de Monte Cristo in Boynton Beach. Thank you. It was actually really relaxed. Good, good, <laughs> good. So we were talking about the Matilda cigar, which the Brewmeister and I are pretty much enjoying. I'm going to speak for you that you're enjoying it. Oh, absolutely. That's the feedback I'm getting. Uh, the, the, if I'm not talking, I'm enjoying the cigar thoroughly is a good way to put it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, we're talking about how it was developed. And you mentioned it was an eight-month process. And this was version number what? It's a uh, version, we call it 8.1. 8.1. Yep. So how, how, many, how many times before, and, and tell us about the final tobaccos that you guys chose to use for this blend. But, you know... What went on? Yeah, exactly. Well, basically, um, the blend for the cigar is an Habano Ecuadorian wrapper, a Dominican binder, and Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. It was meant to be a medium-plus cigar, full-flavored. Uh, one of the things that uh, I've learned, and my dad's always said, if you have a full-flavored cigar, it might be mild, medium, full-body, or a powerhouse. It's also going to be an interesting cigar. I agree with that. That's what I think a lot of consumers have a trouble either explaining or understanding is, a full-flavored cigar, or sometimes I call it a complex cigar, mm-hmm. uh, is a lot of flavor, but it's, it confuses always being spicy or overbearing, which is not. You know, and, and it, you know, you could be full-flavored without being a heavy-duty, spicy, strong cigar, and that's exactly a great sentiment, the way your dad put it. Yep, yep. So este, that's the blend. Uh, basically, when we got all the tobacco and you know, the blending process started, este. The first blend that he came out with, we thought we hit a home run. It was uh, an amazing, um, medium-bodied, full-flavored cigar. It was full-flavored blend. When we had it aged, it just went wrong. It uh, It got better on it. It didn't melt well. It didn't didn't melt well. well. Oh, that's just a killer, too. Yeah. It was like, like, wow, that's a home run. Then after that, you know, we went back to the drawing table and started blending again. It's the... Kept on trying different tobaccos and different tobaccos. Este, about four months into the process, I mean, I was telling my dad, oh, yeah, puppy. I mean, it's a great blend. It's awesome. He's like, no. I keep on working and keep on working. He wanted to do something uh, perfect. I mean, it's his first baby. Yeah. It's his first uh, carte blanche. You know, he got his tobacco. He has his own factory. He wanted to do something distinctive, something uh, beautiful. So he wasn't ready at the four months. We were like, it's a great cigar. And he was like, no. We'll keep on working on it. Keep on working on it. Um, we went about through 18 blends and different variations. 18 different blends, wow. And uh, variations within the blends. Este, after we went through the 18 blends, uh, we l- went back to the eighth blend, which had two variations. It was like 8.1 and 8.2. Um, basically, one was milder than the other. Um, for me, at the beginning, I was like, that meta. I like the 8.2. I like the 8.2. I was more of a medium-bodied smoker. So I liked that blend more. I was able to appreciate it more. He was like, no, it's 8.1. Hmm. It's 8.1. I'm like, wow, he's a boss. So I start smoking my cigar, start smoking an 8.1, just trying to get everything I could out of it, everything. And I remember one day I was sitting on my computer. I have the Corona size of the same year smoking. And uh, just smoking it and smoking it. And out of the blue, it's just all these flavors come into it. And I start, you know, getting everything. And I'm like... Wow. Almost, almost, yeah. almost, exactly. <laughs> oh my, oh my. <laughs> there we go. I was like, wow, this is a great cigar. Go up to my dad, like, Diablo, papi, you were right. I mean, 8.1, this is amazing. 
And no wonder he's a boss and he's a master. <laughs> yes, I mean, those four years right. of experience. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's I was a lot of years. Right. Right. A lot of I'm years glad of you realized it. Yeah. Exactly. It's a lot of years of wisdom. Well, you know, that's, I, in my opinion, having a little experience with a lot of friends who make cigars and whatnot, I think it's the hardest part about manufacturing. Because you tend to say, okay, what do I like the most? Or what do I think the consumers like the most? You know, Steve Saka once, who we'll have him on later on the show for our new segment, Saka-licious, Tasty Tidbits with Steve Saka. <laughs> but um, he said it, you know, if you ask a manufacturer... They're always going to think they make the best cigars because they make the cigars for their taste. You know, I blend stuff for the way I like it. Rocky blends stuff for the way he likes it. But, you know, a lot of times, and I think that's why why I think maybe your father even chose other blenders, because they don't think about the consumer, see? And, you know, I think it's hard. I think it's the hardest thing about a manufacturer is thinking, because we don't make a living. I always tell people, you know, when they try to sell me cigars or come in, I don't make a living on what I smoke. I make a living on what I sell. So it's my job to deliver it to the consumers. I think that's got to be one of the hardest things for a manufacturer to be disciplined enough is, to, you know, is this what I love? Is this the flavor for me personally? Or is it the flavor that I think my constituents will really enjoy? And I think that's a, the toughest thing for any manufacturer in this industry. It is really tough, but I believe, I mean, if you're, you have to blend something that you love. I mean, you can always blend uh, what the market's asking for, but you got to love it first. I mean, it's something you're going to sell. It's something you're going to be smoking. You gotta love it, for example. Well, I think if you create it, you love it. But yeah. when you have those choices of 8.1 and 8.2, and because I mean, they're, they're variations, but then you start to ask yourself, what do I think will the cons- I, I believe yeah. the good manufacturers will, be, will start asking themselves, what do I believe my consumers will enjoy more? Because I, I've seen I've seen my own friends within the industry dwell on this issue. You know, mm-hmm. they'll argue, I love this plane, yeah, but I don't think our our cigar smoke, and they go back and forth. I think. I think it's a tough thing for a manufacturer to balance. It is tough. It is tough. And it's even tougher uh, for us in our family. I mean, this is uh, my dad's always been into the blending and manufacturing. Um, the marketing, the sales, and everything is new for us. So we're doing a baby step, seeing what the consumer's like and everything. So it is tough. This blend was, uh, it was meant to what my dad loved. I mean, this is what he smokes all the time. It's, uh, hopefully everybody will love it. Uh, the market reaction has been great. I mean... Everybody that smoked it has uh, liked the cigar very much. I was actually getting worried at the beginning because I didn't get that much bad feedback. I told my friends, you know, tell me something, you know, you don't like anything about it. Yeah, tell want me something some, you don't like about the cigar. constructive criticism. Um, but I believe that the blend, uh, the market has received it very well. I mean, we've had uh, a lot of good feedback out of it. So I believe the consumer is going to love it's it. It's a very good-looking cigar, which always helps, you know, because it will attract the eye. Tell us a little bit about the art that you have on the band here. Where did this art come from? And... You know, it looks like a woman with a wrapped around a big tobacco leaf. Yeah, that's correct. That's right. Well, basically, when he had the the logo made, it was made uh, by a designer in uh, L.A. So this wasn't original Matilde art. No, it was not. Okay. No, it was not. The text is from the the time from the original Matilde art. Um, what we want to do with the Matilde is uh, maybe in the commercials and stuff like that, uh, use everything we can that we picked up on uh, the future. Keep on doing it. It's the, basically, the art is uh, tobacco leaves. It's a lady in the center, uh, which we like to call our tobacco goddess. It's the, with lady M thought it was her. No. She I did. just pulled it up on my she computer, did. though. It's no, she did. Cool. she did. Did they use me for that? They no. didn't get my permission. <laughs> she was a little curious because, you know, it's always I'm, about lady I'm M. I'm sorry we didn't call. I mean, we would have asked for the permission. You got <laughs> I mean, really expensive anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really expensive. 
Bottle of, bottle of vodka and a couple of boxes of cigars. There you go. No, yeah. but I like it. It's very natural, and she kind of is, like, lost. Like, you know, like, you can see. Wouldn't make it uh, natural with, uh, as you see, the actually the tobacco makes an S. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. it does. So the tobacco the tobaccos would make an S uh, for two things. One thing is an S for last name, say yes. Another thing is uh, honoring Simeon Mencias, which was the original father of La Matilde. Uh-huh. Um, we like the lady in the center. We call her tobacco goddess. Uh, it's, we believe it's elegant. It's a slender woman. Um, at the beginning, when we had the lady drawn, it was it was a lot more slender. Was f- oh. It was, she was a lot more slender. She was slender than this? Yeah. So she was anorexic? Yeah, something like Holy that. Holy cow. I would say. And we were like, oye, it's the Dominican cigar. We want something, you know, with a little bit more body. We want something more... Literally. Uh, yeah, a you more need body. like a Dominican, exactly. a little... We need some curves. Yeah, give me some curves. <laughs> we had a couple more sent, and uh, at the end, what my brother did, he sent a picture of his wife. Man, we want her like this. And that's how we came up uh, with the logo. Fascinating. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Honest Abe with Enrique Cejas from uh, Matilde Cigars. Uh, family... Uh, run business now uh, with their father, Jose Seas. Um, this is going to be your first IPCPR show coming up? Um, yes. Yes. So yes. you missed the show last year. I wasn't there. Uh, my family was there. But, but did they have a booth? No, we did not yeah, have a booth. This guy was just in his works, I think, at the time. Yeah. So this will be your first coming IPCPR as Matilda Cigar. you guys excited? Yeah, very excited. Yeah? Very excited. I'm actually very even more excited because I wasn't able to be there at the first time with the reaction of the people. So this is going to be my first time with Matilde at the IPCPR. But Matilda wasn't there last year. It wasn't there, but we were there with uh, initial blends. Just they, handing they, out yeah, to handing people. Handing it out, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a whole different when you got your own booth. How, how big is the booth? Um, we still haven't decided on the booth. Oh, wow. We still haven't decided. It's a small uh, it's a small production. We're uh, actually capping everything to 300 accounts nationwide. Um, so we're still debating on what we're actually doing completely in the IPCPR. We're going to be there for definitely, but still debating on uh, how we're going to go around it. Yeah. Yeah. Getting close. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, pretty, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about it. I'm like, oh, a couple months. No, it's no. July. It's like yeah. two months away. Yeah, not to put any more pressure on you, but it's getting a little bit close. Yeah. Cutting it tight. Listen, I want to continue some of this after the break. You're not in a rush, right? No. Great. Honest Abe here with Enrique Cejas from Matilda Cigars. We're going to be talking more with Enrique right after this. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Are you tired of all the new cigars coming out? If so, forget all the new flavors of the week and return to a consistent classic, Casa Magna. Ranked the number one cigar of the year by Cigar Aficionado in 2008, Casa Magna delivers the same rich, bold flavors year after year and always at an affordable price. So the next time you walk into the humidor and feel overwhelmed by all the new brands you've never heard of, just grab a Casa Magna and rest assured you've made the right decision. Casa Magna. Taste delivered day after day, year after year. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, Something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? 
Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you about Drew Estate's highly sought-after Liga Pravada cigar that was originally created solely for the smoking pleasure of their own company's president. Exquisitely blended from seven different rare tobaccos from seven different farms, it is handcrafted by only the absolute best torcedores. No expense has been spared or shortcuts taken in its creation, and each cigar is guaranteed to be flawless in construction, flavor, and character. Rich, complex, full-bodied without being harsh, Liga Pravada can be best described in one word. Satisfying. This is Iron Mike, Mike Ditcher, and I love Just My Ash Radio. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinoza cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinosa Cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. It's the time of the season. Welcome back. Honest Abe here, and you're listening to Hour 2 of Kiss My Ash Radio, broadcasting live from the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Bar in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm sitting here with my gang, Adam K. Oh, yeah. No more Ahoy Hoy? I always like the Ahoy Hoy. Ahoy Hoy? Where'd you get that from? Oh, that's a classic Simpsons thing. That's how Mr. Oh, Burns, big, oh, that's how Mr. Burns answers the phone every time he... Someone ever, whenever he picks up the phone, that's how he answers the phone. Ahoy, hoy. All right. See, Adam and I reference movies and TV shows like all day constantly between each other. We'll say a line. They, see yeah, they are all on the same level. That's except Lady Anne Googles everything. Yes, yeah, then yeah. we, and then we, <laughs> then we'll spend the next 20 minutes laughing about all the basic stuff that Lady M doesn't know. Which we think is common knowledge things, but apparently is not. We love you. Ow. I, apparently I just exist on a different plane of existence for... Pop culture references, but um, you know I gotta go in. I'm smoking this, and I'm sitting here going, "What can I pair this with?" So I rich went over and I grabbed this dark beer, and I gotta tell you, this is a perfect pairing that goes with this. Has there anything that you guys have found initially after this has come out where you found great things to pair with it? Because some of the things we're always interested in is how cigars pair. 
and that's always a big thing in the industry and with consumers, but what have you guys found that works really well with this? Because I'm already loving this combination. Well, it's a great combination. If you're just joining us, we have Enrique Sejas from Matilda Cigars here uh, talking about the new brand and uh, the historic company that uh, their father, Jose Sejas, has started with him. Do you pair your cigars often, Enrique? Do you look to pair your cigars? Or you just enjoy the cigar? I enjoy the cigar most of the time. Yeah, I'm mostly of a, I'm mostly of a cigar enjoyer than yeah. a pair. Usually when I drink, you know, when I'm drinking something, I usually drink uh, scotch or rum. Uh-huh. I like how it goes with a cigar. I like uh, how the rum, uh, sweet rum, goes with, with uh, Matilde. Absolutely. Um, I can think of a couple of them we have currently on hand that would be perfect with this. Yeah. Which we, are they? Uh, well, there's a couple. We'll talk yeah, after couple, the show. Yeah. we after got a couple. Show, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work that out. Yeah. We'll see how much time you got. Yeah. I got a lot of time. All right. No, but uh, that's what I like. I mean, I pair a lot with the rums or scotch. I like something on the sweeter side with a Matilde. Um, I think it pairs well because a Matilde doesn't have that much sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. So it goes well with that. Absolutely. Excellent point. Enrique, this being your first trade show coming up, you're opening very limited accounts. Um, and we talked about it off the air. You're not all the way yet at that 300 mark that you guys are working at, but obviously you know, one trade show away from it. Um, are you guys even looking at working on other projects? Or are you just focusing right now on on developing the Matilda brand? We're working on developing the Matilda brand. Uh, as we speak, uh, my father is uh, working on a new brand Ooh. to uh, bring out. Este, but we're focusing mostly on the Matilda brand. Um, all our lines are going to come with a Matilda name. So we're working on that. Uh, the plan is uh, coming out with a line through the Matilde line extension through the Matilde. So this actual line is Renacer. Yes, Renacer. 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 So yeah, I didn't even know that. Did you know that? It's on the boxes. That's the only way I knew. <laughs> All right. So everything will be Matilde with a, a, a line name. Yeah. Got it. The, the idea of the what we're looking to do is uh, for the different lines is uh, changing the colors of the band. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So the Renacer will be the same logo and everything, and what will change will be the color of the band. So the Renacer is going to be the golden band, the other one's going to be another colored band, and so on and so forth. Good way for instant consumer, you know, not you know, noticing that what's the difference between the cigars. Absolutely. Exactly. Now, oh, keep, yeah. no, keep going, please. No, same thing. The consumers will actually know how to distinguish the cigars in different blends, but we always look at the Matilde logo, so it's always going to be the Matilde right. brand. what mm-hmm. they recognize. Yeah. yeah. Now, we were talking earlier before we got into the top of the hour that you guys are doing, You had to, your dad had to start with a brand new factory. It's this new factory. How many pairs and what was the process of just getting this whole new factory set up for your dad and everything? It was a long process. <clears throat> when we set up the factory, um, my dad wanted to do a couple of things uh, differently the way he was that uh, differently. Este, first of all, well, our years of knowledge, years of experience will do that for a guy, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and he's an industrial engineer who's always looking to better the process. He's always looking at the process. Este, our factory is very small. We only have 12 teams. Okay. For production capacity of about 500,000 cigars. So we're very small. Este, what we started doing was <clears throat> we started uh, training all our teams to make 200 cigars a day. So all our teams are capped instead of making 300 to 400. They're kept to making 200 so they can have enough time to make the cigars we want them to make. Without it. rushing them, absolutely. Yeah. We don't want them to rush them. Este, the process was a, kind of a long process because they were used to making 300 and 400. So they would just, you know, roll those 200 cigars in half a day and they were just sitting around, you know. <laughs> my guy it's like on. taking a New Yorker and putting him in South Carolina. Slow down. Yeah, you know, exactly. Relax. <laughs> you got to chill, man, and enjoy some sweet tea. <laughs> 
Well, Enrique, look, we, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, both Adam and I give us uh, two glasses up, I think. Absolutely. We're enjoying the cigar. You. If you're out there listening, we tell you it's well worth your try. What's the price point on these, Adam? Uh, uh, the, this is without your local, obviously, tobacco tax. Without but. local tobacco taxes, I believe the... Oh, man, now you're putting me on the spot. This they would Robusto go, is 650 No, they would go from... Uh, it, no, sorry. it's 8 isn't it? 8 yeah. They would go from 750 in the Corona to $9 to the Grande. And, and in my opinion, worth it. Solid uh, smoke. Very enjoyable. Matilde Cigar, the Arena Stair line. Enrique Sejas, please give our, uh, our uh, affections to your father. Tell him we said hello. And we'll hopefully do. we'll see you and the whole family at the upcoming uh, show in Vegas. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on Kiss My Ash Radio. I tell you what, really solid cigar. Enjoying the heck out of it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I can't believe it's going to end soon. I'm going to need another one. No. Tell you what, and this, this, this size is my, my size, my new size. Go to. I'm enjoying the size. Solid. Mm-hmm. Well, Lady M, are you ready for smoke screens? Get more out of life. Come often and bring your family to our theater. Was it good? Was it bad? Let's find out. Smoke screening. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. I like that intro, actually. Cute intro. So Lady M and I ventured this week to do some work for our loyal listeners and fans out there. We watched the movie Transcendence. Dun, dun, dun. Which was Johnny Depp's new movie. Uh, Johnny Depp played the main lead, Will Caster. Uh, and, uh, Good cast. Morgan Freeman, solid. Johnny Depp. I mean, the cast was good. Um, I mean, Paul Lady, Bettany. Lady M, do you want to tell us your emotional you know, tirades well, during this what, movie? I she, mean, she cried three times. I did times. not cry. I... <laughs> Okay, I got emotional. <laughs> when I don't want to give away the parts, but we're going to talk about it anyways. I get very emotional I'm, when when there's want... love scenes and dying scenes and the passion and the you know I cry. I okay. can't help it. It was a passionless movie, okay. And if you really don't want it, any what do you call it when you give away stuff? Uh, teased, uh, spoilers. Yeah, if you're really afraid of being spoiled, don't listen because I'm going to spoil it for you. Yeah. Because the movie's not worth seeing. Don't spend a dime. Don't even watch it on DVD. If you walk into your neighbor's house and they're playing this movie, just go home. Just Leave. go home. It's that bad, okay? Oh, man. The, the, the concept's been done, lawnmower, man. It's all about artificial intelligence taking over the world. Let me see. Terminator? Uh, lawnmower, man? I mean, come on, man. This, this, it's been done, and this is even on a tackier level, okay? Johnny Depp's just... AI, artificial intelligence? Yeah, Johnny Depp's this... this Scientist that's trying to... He's a recluse. He's quiet. He's gentle. He gets shot, all right, and they upload his brain into a computer, which, you know, to do this, uh, first off, he gets shot. Let me rephrase this, okay? Now, I assume that when you go to shoot a person with a gun, okay, that you plan on killing them, right? Most of the time, that's, if you're, uh, as someone once said, don't point a gun at someone unless you're planning on pulling the Absolutely. trigger. Absolutely. Rule number one about gun ownership. So, they went to shoot him with a gun. But just in case they grazed him, they laced the bullet with some plutonic poison. Something, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so they had the plan of, well, just in case we, we miss him at point blank it range. Was, no, it so, was laced with a radiation poison. Whatever. So, it, it, so basically it, what you're telling me it is... It ultimately killed him four it, months later. What, what they, their entire goal is, no matter what happens, no matter where we hit him, he's he going to die. Yeah, because... But he's, who he's really does the, that? You go, who laces a bullet? Someone who's a bad shot. It was yeah. point blank range. Yeah, listen, literally like first 10 off, 10 it was feet. point. Yeah, it was ten, listen, ten, 
10 feet. It was 8, 5, 6 feet away. He's point blank range. He walks up to him. He says, Mr. Caster? He turns around and says, yeah, he shoots him. Boom. Okay? Okay? And then they show him getting shot like he got shot in the gut. Mm-hmm. Ugh, this whole thing. And, they, and then, let me tell you something. This, the movie was boring, so I kind of dozed off a couple times. I kind of had to keep waking him so up. So two scenes later, I, I mean, like, literally, I fell asleep for like 10 seconds. 10 seconds. I see him walking into a facility. I said, did he not just get shot? She the bullet grazed him. I'm like, what? Of course. So the only reason why the bullet has to graze him is so they can have the four months to finish the technology and try to get him uploaded to this computer. It's a pin. Who is, <laughs> she is this computer central. Like, that's what they call her. Yeah, AI thing. Now, what I really love is, you know... As he's dying from his radiation poisoning, you know, they shave his head and they have all these little neurons on his forehead. When he uploads into the computer, that's the image that shows up on the computer. With he's those. still bald. Yeah, with all the little pins on his head. I don't know about you, but if I was going to be the computer man, I'd be looking like Hugh Jackman. You well, know, if I was going to put my image up on the screen. Well, absolutely. I think, well, I don't know if necessarily you would, but I think your um, perceived notion of what yourself would be, you, how you believe yourself to be your best well, self. Well, yeah, and all the technology and everything that he's capable of doing on this as a computer. That's, the, the image you have of yourself is something that is different than the actual image of yourself. Thus, I think it would probably be the best image of yourself would show up. So then, hypothetically speaking, the very next day, okay, they, they realize if this guy gets linked to the internet, he's all over the world. Because okay, the very next day, his company makes some stock market landfall of $30 million to fund this town he's going to build in this desert over the two years. Okay. Brightwood. Okay, Brightwood. Yes. Brightwood. Huh. So now the movie fast forwards all of a sudden two years later. So let me see. You, you basically, knowing, I mean, the world knows you, I mean, people know that you've embezzled $30 million, no government agency, nobody comes after you. you Your wife to, goes missing. Wife goes missing. You go to this little town in the middle of nowhere, which I really don't think a town like that would really exist anywhere. I mean, it's like it's like the western. No, it, it does. It, I've seen a town. Deadwood like that. was more advanced in this town. Really. Deadwood from HBO. Well, now l- let's hypothetically say they probably took this money and bought a ghost town. They bought a ghost town. That's exactly. exactly. They bought it. Yeah. So the, the, but they that, built these sorno panels. They, they had a facility underground that was as far as the eye could see. Okay, so all this technology. So now the government's a little worried. Two years later, ah. Morgan shows Freeman up. comes. His yeah. name's Joseph Tagger in the movie. You know, hands your note, run as fast as you can. Literally, because he doesn't want to say it out place. loud. Yeah. Because now in the two years, he's developed nanotechnology. Because oh. he's so smart and has all his power. Well, because he's in a computer. Yes, and he's now regenerating himself slowly. Regeneration, so he can actually be corporeal again. So he can actually have a body? Yes. Which so he eventually does. creating himself a body over the two-year period in this yes. tiny town, in this mini-base underground. Not only that, but like he's healing people. He's healing people. He's but giving people the... But when he heals the... them... He becomes part of them because he is he a programs nanotechnology. himself into them. It, it's it's so stupid because he, because he's putting himself in the into nanos. Them. So like literally, he uh, heals this one man, and then all of a sudden starts talking like the guy starts talking as him to his wife. Yes. He spooks her and scares you know. Yes, like it's me. Kiss me, even though I look like this unlabored Mexican. Uh, you know. Yes. You know. It was <laughs> terrible. So, anyways, well, okay. as, as stupid as this is veering... Now, okay, if I may, this isn't as bad as the Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal film, because at least I can still... I'm plausibly no, still... No, I'm getting I'm, to the unplausible part. Okay. I'm no, there's, still, there's an unplausible part. The, the technology, for me, is still plausible if it ever existed, but it currently does not. Well, hold on. Now, I want you to understand, this nanotech mm-hmm. that's out there now gets in the rain... So this guy now is in the sky. He's all over the world now. So he's put the nano in the sky. Into the atmosphere. Because it's in the people. So he, it's, the, the nanotech's in the air. It's gotten in the water. The nanotech's everywhere. 
Okay. Okay, because it's like a molecule level. You oh, know? All right. absolutely, as most nanotechnology, so if it ever it really just, comes to fruition. So now he's literally God. Uh-huh. He, he might as well be God. Well, he does. He's the most powerful. He can create anything out of thin air because the nanotech is there. Mm-hmm. He rec- I mean, he's basically become God. Okay. He is. Um, he's created an omnipresent version of himself. Yes. Because right. he now can it's... be everywhere, and he does have the ability to control it as long as he has enough power to do so. Now here's the critical flaw. Aha. Uh-huh. Critical flaw. This is where the this is where the already stupid movie goes south. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. I'm a big fan. A big fan of shows and movies where the villain at the end who really is still a villain and only because in his mind the end justifies the means but you end up finding out he's really working for the greater good okay one of the perfect scenes this is one of my favorite series of all time farscape which was done by the henson scorpius scorpius was one of the best villains in all time if you're a sci-fi fan go watch farscape scorpius was awesome and in the end, after all these series and the final, you know, mini-series, you find out that it was all about the greater good. What makes him a villain is he don't care who dies. He don't care who he has to torture. It's all about achieving the greater good. So th- those are great villains in my book. Complex, great villains. So this is a spoiler part, so if you don't want to hear it, and you're actually going to go waste your money seeing this movie, stop listening. <laughs> this guy's become God, okay? And he's trying to tell, convince everybody that... He's trying to do good for the world, you know, trying to make the world a better place. But all the military sees and everybody sees how dangerous it is, and he shows a little creepiness about how dangerous it is throughout the movie. So you, you no doubt think this guy's gone ballistic and is just a whack job, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they inject the virus in his wife and put her in a life-threatening situation, so he'd be forced to upload his wife. Oh. And that's how they're going to... Crash he, this. But he that. knows this. He's God. He already knows that she's everything. He hears everything. He sees everything. The guy's God. He hears everything. He sees everything. He's everywhere. He's He's in the water. He's in the walls. He's God. Absolutely. Okay. Well, now, did they do anything with the nanos that the nanos are able to recreate themselves or they're... They they reproduce constantly. Uh, Okay. So that was the thing. So they are a... uh, They said said with a matter of weeks, they'll be all over the whole globe. Ah, so the nanos are recreating upon themselves. They are a... a Traveling through cloud, rains, everything. Okay. They continually cellularly regenerate themselves and continually grow themselves. Stop asking questions. I only got about 30 seconds left. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> I'm just trying to get the You most get out it. Of. But here, here's where this is. Now, you're God. You can do anything, right? Mm-hmm. And you try to convince people you're good. They don't believe it. His wife's dying. She's got a mortar wound. Mm-hmm. And they did it on purpose. And she's telling him, don't upload me. Because, she, you know, she, she's feeling, feeling sorry for the time. But there's this one terrorist organization that's been fighting this whole movement transcendence since the beginning. Right. The girl puts a gun to her best friend. His uh-huh. best friend, lifelong friend. Paul Bettany? The guy who plays the Angel movie. He was yeah, the, Paul Bettany. Yeah, I like him. He's great. Yeah, good actor. Great actor. Dr. Yeah. Waters. Yes. Good puts a gun, guy. Puts a gun to him and says, upload her, I'll kill your best friend. Now, she's just speaking to the bodies that are around her because he's in those bodies. So she knows he's hearing everything. Yeah. Okay? Upload her or I'll shoot your best friend. Now, he knows if he uploads his wife, he dies. Yeah. Okay? Not only does he die... The whole world shuts down. There's no electricity for five more years. It's post-Armageddon. It's Y2K. Because Boom. he's everywhere and he's controlling He's everywhere. He's controlling everything. on the internet. So they, they, there's no more electricity in the world. All this because this girl holds a gun to his best friend's head. Okay? So what does he do? He uploads the, his wife. And they die together in each other's arms, and she's crying. And the wife sees... <laughs> this is when I cry. And he shows her all the good he's done in the world, how he's made water clean enough to drink out of rivers and clean pollution and... And she sees it, and now she realizes he was really good. 
Man, I've seen this guy dissolve guns out of people's hands. So you're telling me you kill yourself and you kill your wife because some terrorist lady is holding a gun to your best friend? When in the you meantime, can't stop that? he's, he's that you, controlling he's, everything He's else. stopping mortar shells. He's, stopping, he's making jeeps. But this you can't stop? Oh, my God. I almost got up and walked out of the movie at that scene. So stupid. Especially if they show you having him dissolve another gun. Oh, it, it makes no sense there. He dissolved people, dude. It was just crazy. He dissolved people. It was just stupid. There's just a lot of holes and leaps in logic. Oh, that tr- that Johnny you Depp just is, can't make it real. Johnny Depp has now officially become Johnny Dip for taking that movie, in my opinion. <laughs> Don't waste dirt. a dollar seeing it. Don't do it. Yeah, it only got a 5 out of 10 ratings on, like, you That know. was 5 stars too much. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's five our smoke screens for this week. We hope we saved you a few bucks and... An hour and 40 minutes of your life, you'll never get back. Uh, Up ahead, we got What's in the Box and uh, Smoking Stories and our new segment, Sockalicious, Tasty Tidbits with Steve Sokka. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAssRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente's Fuente. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Zycar, the world leader in cigar accessories, has done it again. One of their best lighters is now even better. The popular Enigma Double Jet Flame Lighter is now the new Enigma 2. Complete with a new clean design, this lighter was re-engineered for dependability and performance. It feels more ergonomic in your hand, and new internal components give it the horsepower you need. Like everything Zycar, this comes with the incredible lifetime warranty. Stop by smoking today and become part of the Zycar Nation. Zycar for life. This is Charlie Torano from the Torano Family Cigar Company, and you are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Prized by a small group of devout followers, Juan Lopez cigars are likely the finest and rarest of the Nicaraguan puros favored by aficionados. Each year, a scant few of these beauties are handcrafted from the choicest Nicaraguan tobaccos. Every leaf is carefully selected for exquisite flavor and strength. The Juan Lopez smoke is intensely flavorful, rich and robust, yet smooth and well-rounded. Discover this rare treasure for yourself. Surgeon General's warning, cigars not a safe alternative cigarettes. Eduardo Fernandez is at the front of one of the largest tobacco growing operations in Nicaragua, producing strong flavors from the valleys of Jalapa, Condega, and Esteli. Casa Fernandez uses Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaf in all its factories. The Fernandez family are growers and blenders by nature. 
Light up our box-pressed Aganorsa Leaf cigars, available in our very own Corojo Jalapa wrapper and in San Andreas Maduro. The Aganorsa Leaf Maduro, one of the best cigars of 2013, rated 92 by Cigar Aficionado. The Illustri, a 5x48, is now available in stores. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. We just finished our smoke screens. I think I could have went on a tirade about another 20 minutes. Oh, absolutely. It sounds like it. It wouldn't have been worth it. Not Uh, worth your breath. It's really funny. It's like as soon as Emily would hear me breathing heavy, she'd kick me. (laughs) Kick me. I mean, I I literally like fall asleep. Well, he's like, are you watching me? And I go, no, I can tell by your breathing. Because it'd be like instantaneous. Like as soon as my eyelids close, like, wow, man, I could be on the ball. You know, my wife, she'll just let me sit there and snore out loud. Everybody in the theater looking at me. You know, I wake up, I'm walking out of the theater, and everybody's like t- mumbling, it's pointing like, oh, at me. That guy. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, Brandy. Thanks. Uh, but uh, <laughs> oh yeah, bad. Well, now it's time for what's in the box. We got a box. We got a box. What? We got a box. Take a look inside. I'm gonna open it. Uh, what's in the box? Let's ask Honest Abe. Cigar News. Cigar News for April 26, 2014. We got a lot of news here. Starting off, Iconic Leaf, new packs. Iconic Leaf is announcing the release of the Elf Pack, ELF, which stands for Eight-Legged Freak. This release will be available in two offerings, Elf Pack Sidewinder Series Assortment and the Elf Pack Canoe. Is that named after Keanu Reeves? No. No. Named after the Canoe Cigar. Oh, the Canoe Series Assortment. Mm -hmm. The Elfpack Sidewinder will include each of the three Sidewinder Vitolas, which consist of a 5x57, 6x57, and 7x57. This is a -a one-of-a-kind shape that combines the roundness of a cigar with a box press. These three Vitolas will be available in the Elfpack Series Assortment will come in all three of the company's blends. The Recluse OTG... Recluse Draconian and the new Recluse Amadeus will all be included. This instrument will carry nine Sidewinder cigars and will have an MSRP of A250. The Sidewinder OG, OTG blend is only available in the Elfpack Sidewinder series assortment and is not made for regular production. Now, the Elfpack Canoe series assortment will include each of the three Canoe Votolas, which consist of. You know, here's my problem. What? I, you know, I, this is my problem with a few of the companies today. Can they make it any more confusing to understand their lines and brands? Like how many? Is it confusing to you? I'm just sitting here taking it all in for informational purposes. Oh, no, really. I mean, is it just me? Because I, I buy the product, I sell the product, and I'm slightly confused. I can't imagine a consumer listening to what I'm saying right now and having a clue of what I'm talking about. You need to have a lot of backstory to for for what you just went through. Yeah, you, yeah. Do, need, you need to do you need the sidewinder, the Kutu, the OTG, the out. I mean, right. this is just way too complex. Right. Well, and I like the guys over iconic. They're nice guys. Yeah, but obviously, marketing one hundred and one, man, it's just too complicated. I need to go to ancestry.com mm-hmm. 
to figure out the lineage of this product. We'll ask Enrique for his history guy. Seriously, is this not complicated? Exactly. Does that sound complicated Sounds to you? It's a little bit complicated. It's right. way too complicated. Take notes. I, I, get what they're, I, I see what they're trying to do, but they're really trying to overcomplicate something that should be easy and just, here are our cigars, enjoy them. It's too complicated. I'm, I'm, I'm getting seasick just reading that news. All right, let's go to the next Davidoff. Article. The first Davidoff Art Edition will launch next month at Art Basel, Hong Kong. We're going. Sweet. No, <laughs> actually, you and I are going. We decided Adam wasn't Oh, you invited. didn't get Adam a ticket? No. I'm sorry, dude. I'm never invited. No. <laughs> <laughs> Davidoff has made art a large focus in recent years. First with the launching of the Davidoff Art Initiative, and more recently with his sponsorship and present at Art Basel. Now the two will come together for the launch at the Art Edition 2014. The cigars are expected to begin shipping shortly after the show, which takes place May 15th through 18th, and attendees of the Pro Cigar Festival in February were the first to formally sample these cigars. Oliva Milanio. Folks, Oliva, staying busy. Oh, yeah. Staying busy. Earlier this month, Oliva quietly began shipping its latest offerings in the Milanio line, Maduro versions of the Churchill and Robusto. The company announced the cigars in February and previewed them and the DC Cigar Tweet-Up last month. Both cigars are identical in size and price to the regular offerings in the lines. This makes the Milano Maduro Churchill priced at $13.65, while the 5x52 Milano Maduro Robusto retails for just under $10. The cigar features the same Nicaraguan fillers as the Milano line, but uses, guess what? A Mexican San Andreas wrapper? We're finding Enrique, who's still on, you know, here with us, um, from Matilda's Cigars, we're finding that Mexican San Andreas wrapper being used more and more every week I read the news. Is it just like, I mean, it's been around forever. It has. But everybody now, it's like the new thing. It's like the hottest new rapper everybody's using, or they're just starting to advertise it more. I mean, now it's becoming more of a... If I said, more out there. Yeah, if I said yeah. San Andreas Maduro 10 years ago, no one had a clue what I'm talking about. Now it's like everybody's using San Andreas Maduro. Have you noticed that, or is it just me? I haven't noticed it. No? It's you, yeah. No. Yeah. It's in the news. Yeah. The news never lies. I'm going to start reading more. <laughs> yeah. you watch the show more. Yeah. Uh, it's using the Maduro wrapper in lieu of the normal Ecuadorian wrapper found in the normal release. Unlike the original Melania Maduro, these two sizes will be all offered on an ongoing basis, although production is limited compared to the regular line. Oliva has a Maduro version of the regular Series V since 2008, but it's always been a limited one-time Annual release, yearly thing on yes. different shapes and different shapes, but uh, usually a very popular thing. And they did originally do the Milano Torpedo Maduro, yes, which was very well received by many people. The cigars are produced in Tabacalera Oliva de Nicaragua SA, Tabolisa in Esteli, Nicaragua. MLB Ventures, MLB, sound familiar? Major League Baseball, or that's what I thought. Minor League, nope. uh, Michael, Michael Bellady, ring a bell. Old smoking customer used to be partners with Danny Tiant. Oh. Yes. Michael Bellady of MLB Cigars Ventures has announced his new company's debut line will be known as Imperia. A nod to the sister city of his summer home in Newport, Rhode Island, Bellady made the announcement via both the company's and personal social media accounts on Tuesday, sharing a picture of the new brand's logo as well as the history of the name. Imperia, Italy is a coastal town in the northwestern part of the country and sits on the Mediterranean Sea. The first batch of cigars are being in production at the Quesada factory in the Dominican Republic and should be ready to be retailed in late June or early July. The blend from Imperia is based on a Dominican HVA high-priming wrapper. 
and consists of Nicaraguan and Dominican binders and fillers. It will debut in four different sizes, the traditional Toro, Corona, which will be known as a Pita, uh, Robusto, and Gordo, all retailing between $7.90 and $9.30. Each size will come in 20-count boxes. Bellity added he has additional projects in the works, although all of them are still in the very early stages of development. He first announced his new venture in September 2013. Here's another episode of what I call... The Great White Gringo with Hope. Oh. Let's hear it. Why did you say oh? I'm curious where you're going to go. I mean, come on. Oh, no, you're talking about this story. Like yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's another tale of the great, I call it the Great White you're Gringo. You're referring to the story that you're about to read, correct? No, I'm referring to the one I just oh, read. Well, because oh, well, actually, now I'm looking I, I, at the first of both of these guys. Great White, you know, Mike, you ever hear the Great White Gringo with Hope? It's a guy who sits in a cigar shop for years smoking cigars and thinks he knows the cigar industry. He says, I want to make myself a brand. It yeah, happens yeah. all the time. I've seen it. Gene Arganese was a good friend of ours, known for years. His famous line was, the cigar industry made me a millionaire. And I looked at him one day. I said, dude, weren't you loaded before you came in the cigar industry? He goes, yes, I used to be a multimillionaire. Now I'm just a millionaire. I mean, I don't get this. Why don't you just sit back and... I I like Mike. Mike's a good friend of mine. So if he's listening, he's probably going to call me later and say, what the heck? But it's the truth. It's not that easy. Leave... I mean, you know, leave the tobacco to the tobacco people. You're a guy in a cigar shop who enjoyed cigars. Just enjoy them. Enjoy them, man. Don't make it complicated. It is pretty hard. And speaking of great white gringos with hope, Robert Caldwell, whose debauchery of Winwood cigars with CLE cigars ended up with a parting of the ways with Christian Roa, fresh on the heels of his announcement, he's starting a new company, Caldwell Cigar Company. First three lines have begun shipping. They've begun shipping. I never even heard of them. Who are they shipping to? <laughs> well, obviously not here. Actually, did, <laughs> Wait, did you pick The formal launch party will be happening on April 28th in San Diego. Robert Caldwell has announced that he'll be releasing a second group of cigars already. <laughs> Collectively known as Selection Junior Varsity. Wow. There will be three blends released. Mercurius with a San Andreas Maduro wrapper. Say sorry. One. Sorry. Say sorry. <laughs> you were right. San Andreas Maduro wrapper. Every week is in my news. You were right. All right. San Andreas <laughs> Mature wrapper, the Gibraltar with the Habano Dominican wrapper, and Sevilla, Sevillana, which uses an Ecuadorian connection. Once again, I'm confused. Right. Are so these sizes? Are these lines? Well, what is it? Okay. I think before anybody should launch a brand, they should take marketing 101. Make okay? it simple. It may help them. Simple, stupid. Make it easy. Northwood I, provides the, you know, really cheap, the class. <laughs> <laughs> Super cheap. You learn Maybe a lot. Maybe with all due respect, we've seen what Northwood has done for you. They might have to go scale a little bit higher than that. I, I, okay, I have a real quick, since we have Enrique here, and I think this is a good point to these follow-ups, we have these guys who are already doing, they're bringing out their first line and immediately doing a secondary. You, we were just talking to the Mitra Maker, saying, but oh, you guys have put out Matilde. Yeah. And now your dad's already, he's working on a second blend. But... He's taking his time with it, right? That's correct. You're not rushing this. There's and you no even rush. said that you're only making the pairs do 200 cigars a day, right? That's correct. And you guys don't want to rush it because you want to have a quality thing and make sure you put the right thing out, right? That's yeah, correct. but this guy, Robert Coleman, he's seasoned. He's been in the industry for a whole year. Oh, that's, he knows oh, what he's doing. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I am sorry. Don't I compare him to the Sejas family. Well, no, I just want... No, I didn't compare him to the Sejas This guy's family. a seasoned veteran. I was trying to make a point about how... Yeah, Jose and Enrique here, they're taking their time and they're pushing out... It's th- called sarcasm. I understand I, I, your point. I know. You've got to sell it a little more, I think. I'll be very, anyways, we got to go to break. I got no. so enthralled with all this 
bingo with hope news. We're five minutes past our break. But I don't want to cut Zykar, so I'm going to rush it. Zykar has a new single flame lighter, the Alum. Design-wise, it's similar to the version's company, the XTX, double and tabletop. It will come out in eight colors, arrive at the store mid-June. Pricing set at $49.99. The company has created a new display for retailers that shows off all eight lighters in a configuration similar to the Zykar logo. Very cool. Up after the break... Delicious, tasty tidbits with Steve Saka. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Hi, this is Lou Rothman, and Abe's asked me to tell you that for just $9.95, you can get 20 episodes of Kiss My Ash Radio with free shipping. And because I'm a discounter, if you order today, it'll just be $7.95. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, there are hundreds of brands of cigars on smoke and shells, but undeniably there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves acid cigars. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua. Using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, the cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Nestor Miranda cigars are available at all smoking locations. Buying a home is the biggest investment you face. Choosing the right company to help makes all the difference. Property Transfer Services is a fully licensed professional title company that has been serving Florida, New Jersey, and the entire East Coast for over 22 years. Our team of experienced licensed title officers are here to work with the seller, buyer, realtor, builder, and bank to make sure that every transaction is a success. For more information on how Property Transfer Services can help you, call Michael Raff at 561-691-5941. Again, that's 561-691-5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
Punk, 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 Welcome back to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of belief. Honest Deep here with my gang, Adam K, and the lovely Lady M. Hello. I think I enjoyed that What's in the Box more than any other news story I've had recently. I, I like how Colin teased through from the Amadeus release to this song now. Yes, Colin is on the ball, man. Mm-hmm. He I'm, was listening. He is And listening. he actually might be the one person who understood What's in the Box. <laughs> Speaking of what's in the box, and the fodder from uh, what's in the box, should be a perfect guy to discuss some of those issues with for our new segment. We're men, okay? That means a few things. We go on riverboat gambling trips. We make our own beef jerky. That's what we do. Men, 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 men. Sockalicious. Tasty tidbits from Steve Saka. Men. <laughs> That's a great intro. Here we go, Kiss My Ass Radio. Steve Saka. Saka, Steve, welcome to Kiss My Ass Radio. Hey, man, how you guys doing today? We're doing good. Are you calling in from the uh, deep woods of New Hampshire? Yeah, actually, I am outside right now, so if we lose the connection, oh, well, you have to cover. <laughs> Never a problem here on Kiss My Ass Radio. Has I can snow- tell, listen, you guys go on. <laughs> Has the snow finally melted away? Do you see ground yet? Yes, the snow is gone. In fact, the uh, ice out has occurred, and uh, I will be in my boat come Monday morning. Nice. Wonderful. Good for you. Mazel tov. Thank you. Steve, I don't know hey. if you heard about our What's in the Box news that we were talking about, but did you hear about my great white gringo with hope analogy? Um, yeah, I, I, I heard part of it. I mean, I had a few comments about what you guys were just saying. I mean, Go ahead. I would you, love to have your you know, tasty First off, let's, let's answer the quick question, the whole thing about the San Andreas Negro. Um, first off, San Andreas Negro has always been a widely popular wrapper to be used by manufacturers. Um, it's, uh, it's relatively, the growers of it are very stable. Um, the price point has been very steady for many, many years. Uh, the quality of the crop is exceptional. Um, it's always had one problem, though, and that was the fact that it was Mexican. And other than tequila and Corona beers, there's not a whole lot of positive associations with Mexico. And with the downfall of Mexican cigars being popular, uh, people didn't like the brand, the fact that they were using Mexican wrapper. So what they ended up doing is they ended up still using it because San Andres Negro Maduro is very good wrapper but they would end up just lying and saying it was Connecticut Broadleaf or it was Maduro this or Maduro that, Marone, or some other name to kind of throw the consumer off the scent. So this whole revitalization of it is uh, really that just now that certain companies, and Drew Estate was at the forefront of it, you know, really saying we use San Andreas Negro uh, in making it popular on cigars, now everybody's wanting to come clean about that. I was just going to ask you what you attribute the change in the feeling of the consumers, because I agree, for years, Mexican tobacco or cigars have had a negative connotation. So do you feel that True Estate began the trend of repopularizing it? I don't want to say it was just True Estate, but I mean, I know that I've always championed it, and a few other people have, and I think that what's happened is that has now extended into consumer consciousness. And as a result... Um, you know, sometimes people, you know, sometimes the, the allure and the mystery is more appealing than the reality. And, you know, branding is so critical for consumers. 
that I think was really just a matter of consumer education. Because, I mean, San Andreas Negro, it's, I mean, I don't know whether you realize this or not, but all Cuban seed tobaccos, habanisas, originate from San Andreas Negro. Every leaf that's grown in Cuba, its original seed variety was San Andreas Negro. I that was that. the origin of the seed. That. Yeah. yeah, and the other problem that you have that complicates matters with the Mexican stuff is the Dutch came in after they got thrown out of the Indies, and you know they start growing all that Sumatran crap there, and the Mexican Sumatran doesn't taste that good, so that kind of hurt all of Mexican tobacco on a whole. The growers liked it because it was easy to grow, and the manufacturers at the time liked it because it was relatively inexpensive. But as a result, it's kind of like, well, wow, we make this really great product, but we make this other product that sells for less and goes further, and it's kind of like the bad product kind of overshadowed the good product. And that kind of hurt them. And uh, so I think it's really a consumer awareness issue, and, you know, manufacturers now realizing that they can be honest about it. I mean, Broadleaf, at the height of the, I mean, in like the 1930s, there was about 38,000 acres of broadleaf being grown in the Connecticut Valley. Wow. Today, there's less than 2,000. Wow. And Connecticut broadleaf, it's incredibly expensive. I mean, you're going you're gonna to make 1,000 cigars with like 33 pounds. Uh, San Andreas Negro, uh, you're going to make 1,000 Toros with, you know, you're probably with only about 11 pounds, 12 wow. pounds of that tobacco. Goes so you got much better further. yield. Way better yield. And better value for the consumer because you don't you're not paying the higher price. And if you like the taste, then and it's it's a cleaner wrapper. It's easier to work. There's a lot of positives about San Andreas Negro. So well, I think that uh, now on the Great White Hope issue was that I'm assuming that was about all the people that are just getting in the industry, correct? Coming out with new brands. Is that what that if, was about? If you're just joining us, this is Sockalicious with Steve Sokka, a new segment here on Kiss My Ash Radio, Honest Navier. Um Yeah, you know, Steve, I find it interesting. People who worked as receptionists for companies for many years, all of a sudden say, okay, I'm going to have my own brand. And you, who was, I knew you as a cigar consumer who walked into one of my retail stores 18 years ago. Right. So you've been around as a consumer, as an industry person, as a manufacturer. You've seen it a million times. A guy who sits in a shop enjoying cigars all of a sudden says, I want my own brand one day. So I call that the great white gringo with hope complex. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I find it amazing because, you know, everybody always thought I was going to launch a brand in the mid-90s during the boom. And I just said, I don't know enough to launch a brand. And it just didn't make sense to me. Hold on, so, hold know, on. Pause for a moment of applause. Okay, you can go ahead. So anyway, say, you know, it just it seems to me that, you know, you really, it, here's the problem. The, the problem's twofold. And this is why I said I didn't want to talk open session with you on the phone. First off, most of the people that are hawking cigars, they really don't know anything about cigars. They don't really know anything about tobacco. They're really just the show people, the frontmen, doing the dog and pony show. Okay? But on the opposite end of the coin, consumers buy these cigars from these numb knuckles that don't know jack shit. So, I mean, what are you supposed to do? I mean, so with this numb knuckle who doesn't know anything can make a business out of it, well, why can't I be that numb knuckle, too? And in some ways, I can almost argue that those guys, being so dumb and naive, they almost have a weird advantage because they're so stupid. They just go ahead. <laughs> so Whereas do you suggest that, that I knows should... what's involved? Says, "Wow, you know, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this, I got to do that." I mean, it's a it's a hard, hard thing. I mean, when you think of the success stories that there are, there literally have been 
a thousand failures for every success story, for every more, Matt probably Booth, more than Nick a thousand. Perdomo, or any of these guys that have made it a Jonathan Drew. I mean, there's a litany of people that have fallen on their sword a thousand times and lost a bunch of money. So you agree with my great white gringo, white gringo with hope analogy? Yeah, but the problem is, what happens when I decide I want to be the next gringo? So I may be screwed too. <laughs> Who knows? Right. Listen, no one can argue with now your knowledge and thing in the industry. You weren't a guy who just was sitting in a cigar shop for five years and says, "Now I want a brand." Or even better yet, was a receptionist for a few years for a company, and all of a sudden says, "Oh yeah, now I know enough about tobacco. Let me make my own brand." Obviously, I had the benefit of you know having Lou Roth as my mentor on the business side, and I had the absolute pleasure of being in charge of a 1,600-man factory in Nicaragua and a, and, a, and a company that you know just you know just has done fabulous over the years. And yes, I have a better have a better understanding. But what I'm telling you is, in some ways, that actually hurts me because I know what it takes. Oh well, yeah, to, you're a little more knowledgeable. Am I willing to? Am I willing to lose money for the next seven years? <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, true. You have an insight that nobody has. If you're just joining us, uh, Honest Abe here with Steve Saka. Saka, I got a couple questions for you that were tweeted by some of our listeners. Uh, are you sure. ready? Yeah. From at Smoking Blind, he wants to know: Is there any chance that you will bring back Cigar Nexus? No, zero whatsoever. Cigar um, Nexus for our listeners was a big forum that you ran for a period of time, correct? Yeah, what it actually was, is it was probably the very first online cigar blog, individual private website. Um, you know, and at the time, we didn't have the word blog. It didn't exist. So I didn't even know it was a blog. Today, it would be called a blog. I would have been a blogger. And the truth is, the whole thing was started, A, because I was just uber cigar geek, and I like to write. So that worked out well. And B... I was looking for a tax shelter. I was spending so much damn money <laughs> on all these trips and whatnot that having a website, you know, was a way. But we never did it as a money-making endeavor. And I have to tell you, it's a lot of work. And there's so many people today that do it. Um, it's uh, The competition's fierce. And the other thing, too, is I was naive enough in the mid-'90s that I could... I could write things today that I could never write. In other words, I, 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 it's almost like you know too much in a way. Yeah. So it, it doesn't really make you a good media person anymore. <laughs> Do you still have the rights to the name Cigar Nexus? No, I actually never owned them. Uh, my good friend John Chunko, that was his. He was my uh, he was my partner in crime in that. Does John still have it? Yeah, I believe John does still have it. Wow. Uh, we got a question from Mr. Wakeboarder for you interesting question he wants to know in his opinion why if you think there's any reason for this the pre-release Liga Pravada number nines in his opinion were better than the production runs hmm no look that's a couple things first off any pre-release Liga number nine now is what we're looking at 2007 yeah, so you are talking five, about cigar that has old, six yeah. to seven years of age on it so I mean that's going to be a matter of perception whether it's better or not better Personally, I personally like to smoke Ligas fresher than aged. I like them within the first year. That's my opinion. Other guys, they'd rather have it a little bit smoother and mellower. The other thing, too, is, I mean, the one thing that's consistent about all cigars is their inconsistency. I mean, when I say inconsistent, I mean literally the, 
if you're really doing a good job with a blend, you really need to almost tweak it on a near daily basis with the tobacco that's going out to the table. So you're constantly always micro-adjusting the blend to try to make it taste and smoke and have the same aroma. If you just have a recipe card that says, I use X amount of this and X amount of that, and I do this and I do that, in the end, it never ends up tasting the same. So the part of being consistent is realizing the inconsistency and constantly adjusting for that. So maybe over the course of seven years, there could have been some migration from point A to point B in the blend. But I, knowing the way the factory operated before I left and assuming that it probably is operating exactly the same way because all the same you know, people are there that are working on this, um, I have to think that it's just really more a case of the aging of the pride because, uh, you know, it's just uh, we've always tried, you know, it's one of those things where it's a matter of approach. Like you were talking about earlier, everybody keeps coming out with new brands, new brands. They just did the first release, the second release. And that was never, ever the approach with that brand or really most of the the Drew brands that were launched while I was there, we always tried to make a, a brand with the idea that it would be long-term consistent. So I really think it's a matter of aging more than anything else. Uh, that's probably one of the most well-said statements I've heard. Um, Let me say this. I have some of the pre-release, and I don't particularly like them that much anymore. Well, I'm they're just, listen, they're too mellow and too smooth for me. All I have to say for you is 1030 Gateway Boulevard, uh, 3-4-2-6, <laughs> ship them on down. We'll be happy to take those cigars off your hands. And <laughs> smoke them happily. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just saying. We, well, listen, I'll be happy to barter those for you for new ones. Do <laughs> <laughs> a trade, huh? What's the newest brand you got on the shelves? Maybe we can do a deal, huh? Well, we got a bunch about of the stuff. Matilda, actually. Have you tried one yet? What cigar is that? The Matilda. The ones we uh, we had Enrique Cejas. Jose no, Cejas I, I missed new... that segment. How was Enrique? Uh, Enrique was great. And I'm telling you, I'm... I, Cigars are solid cigars. I think it's going to do very, very well. It's very good looking. It smoked great. Adam and I really both enjoyed it. And you know us. I mean, I tell somebody if I didn't like it right on the show, but um, it was a solid smoke. So uh, I think it'll, I think it'd be well received. And with the reputation of the family and history, I think most people will be curious and see what Jose has done, yeah. and they'll be pleased with what he, they find. That's a guy I understand why he comes back to the cigar business. That makes sense to me. Yeah. That, that, see, that's a perfect. That's an example of not a Johnny come lately. No, that's a logical means. move. Right. But, you know, now, I said, listen, you know, you, you, but let me you, be honest with you. There's no free ride. No. So the truth is, you can be who was the greatest A before, and you still have to work your ass off. Absolutely. That's correct. You're not. You're not. You're only as good as your last thing. Nobody really cares about what you did ten years ago, five years ago, or even two years ago. Sometimes you have to mm-hmm. earn it. Always, always, and you'll never get it more straight than from Steve Saka. Steve, uh, what are you doing this weekend? You got any plans? It's very exciting. I have a paving contractor coming to my house so we can decide how much it's going to cost for me to put a new driveway in. And, uh, <laughs> and then the other thing I'm going to do is uh, tomorrow I'm going to go shoot a bunch of shit. So I'm gonna, now that Drop. the weather's getting a little bit warmer, I'm uh, <laughs> going to finally break the guns out and uh, hopefully not kill the neighbor's dog. Woo! Steve, I'm just going to bring it to your attention because you've done it twice now during your segment. But, you know, the word excrement in its slang language really can't be used <laughs> on the air. Really? I can't say the word shit. 
Nope. nope. <laughs> you cannot say that word. Drop. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that shit in mind in the future. Thanks. All right. Bye, Steve. Bye, Steve. Great moment Bye. with Steve Saka. Sockalicious. <laughs> Our producer has no clue what's going on. Uh, He's out there. Dude, I was oh, out of I was out of dead air. That, yeah. Uh, listening yeah. to the web For all our listeners out there who are just getting a bunch of cut sentences back to back to back <laughs> is because Mr. Saka just had to use the word excrement as hey, many Abe. times. Hey, Abe, I got to break sentence. it to you. We're not in Canada, Steve. We're not in Canada. And that did get on the air. All right. <laughs> Interesting segment. You never know what to expect. See, that's why I didn't want to prep him. See how he got Absolutely. rolling there? You got going. You know, he got into ditty-gritty. I mean, and, and some of these guys are going to have a rude awakening, you know, trying to make a brand. I, I tell it every day to people who walk in trying to start a new brand. You know, and I feel, I feel I empathize for them, but what do we see? Ten people a week coming out with a new brand almost? Constantly. It's, it's well, crazy. One of the other best things that I think I ever heard was from Eric Espinosa when he was on this show. And people come to him and say, I want to start a cigar brand. He's like, well, how much money you got? Yeah. Well, I have this amount. Okay, good. I want you to go, go go to the casino. Go put all of that money, put it on black. Have him spin the roulette wheel. You win, great. Doubled your money. Fantastic. Now do it again. And do it again. That's what it is. And do it again. And then maybe you might be okay, but probably not. Huh. That and sense. that's how it goes. Well, before we leave, we need to do our cigar asylum moment. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. All right. Let's see here. Uh, 66-year-old Nancy Tsai defrauded 92-year-old Florida woman out of millions of dollars. Nancy used the money to purchase a beachfront home a luxury car, and meals at the city's finest restaurants. Police arrested Nancy on Tuesday following months-long investigation into her role as a trustee of a trust account in the name of Helga Martson. Martson, the alleged victim, suffers from dementia and was deemed by her doctor in, in March of 2013 to have zero mental capacity. Wow, it takes a really low person really to do this right Martin, wild. the victim opened a trust account at UBS Financial Services in 2011 and granted Nancy Sai power of attorney and named her trustee of the account according to police documents police documents describe Nancy Mar- as Martin's long-term friend and she's, she's known her for 40 years although Nancy is not named as beneficiary of the trust she had complete control over the money and finances and the ability to distribute the trust's assets at her discretion, police say. Between January of 2012 and February of 2014, Nancy made several large purchases with funds from the trust account. Police allege, including a $2.3 million penthouse, condominium, and a building where Martinson already owns a unit. A Bentley valued at $170,000, and she also spent more than $570,000 renovating the newly purchased condo unit. Wow. Wow. Nancy said the condo was for the alleged victim's medical staff. <laughs> How funny is that? Who were there to look after her around the clock once she was discharged from a care home. Martinson has been living in a West Palm Beach assisted living facility. Wow. This woman's living in an assisted living facility, and this woman bought herself a penthouse condo with her money. Since February of 2013, Nancy also dined out at some of the most expensive restaurants in Palm Beach to a tune of tens of thousands of dollars, police say. A bill at Cafe La Rue, 
Cafe L'Europe. Hit a whopping $7,000, while a meal as Chez Jean-Pierre costs 3000 Man, I'm not eating right. Uh, yeah, right. What are we doing wrong? Uh, Nancy also purchased a Mercedes and then released another, bought tickets for several flights between Palm Beach and New York, and chartered a round-trip private jet, blah, blah, blah. $20,000. Yeah. In June of 2013, she closed a trust account at UBS and moved the money for Delhi Investments, saying that UBS's involvement was too overbearing. Earlier this month, the court ordered her to resign as trustees, and the declaration of giving her power attorney is no longer valid. Police arrested Nancy on Tuesday, charged her with one count of exploitation of an elderly person and one count of larceny. None of the allegations have been proven yet in a court of law, but Nancy, you are undoubtedly in this court of law, proven to be belong in a cigar insane asylum. And this has been brought to you by CLE Cigars. Once again, thank you for listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. We hope you enjoyed the show. Enrique Sejas, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Best of luck to you and your family. You've got a great product. Uh, Do we know who's on the show next week? No, we don't know. Nobody. Nobody's on the show next week. So if you're not doing anything you'd like to be on Kiss My Ash Radio, contact John Barron at john at kissmyashradio.com. In my closing uh, statement, life is short, be merciless, smoke them all, let God sort them out, sort of. <laughs> I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill Like John Kennedy, yeah Remember Coach Red Arbach Smoked up a victory, yeah Well, you can take my wife You can take my car But you can't take my big cigar my-